This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Laguna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, our morning show, 8am. I was going to say every day, um, but right now it's not uh, because I'm not, uh, I say I'm not very well. It's not that. It's just my throat. I've never had anything. I, I say that I had glandular fever when I was at uni and it was awful, but I feel completely fine other than my throat. It is just my throat. That's the issue with I'm not... I don't feel like you don't. I don't feel ill. I don't feel um, like like I don't feel like I got man flu or anything like that. I don't feel like I'm just. I don't feel ill. It's just my throat. It's so strange. Maybe talking every single day, uh, <laughs> which I know everybody does, but you know what I mean. Talking for extended periods every day has finally taken its toll. Uh, yesterday, I was like, I want to give my voice a break, um, and today I will try and come back. But apologies if I muddle through this one um a bit and uh and keep sipping my water because i'm gonna need to do that i'm afraid apologies but i didn't want to let you down two days in a row uh without a show so please do drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already um let's let's kick on because uh, we've got quite a few things to go through because i missed some stuff uh with yesterday and i want to discuss some things that's happened over the last 24 hours as well um, that you've probably seen on plenty of other channels uh, as well. Uh, first of all, as always, please don't go subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Yesterday was our two-month anniversary, and to hit, we're now on over 4,000 subs. 300,000 people have been watching in two months, which from a brand-new channel is crazy. So thank you so much um, to everyone that's been tuning into the channel um, and that continues to support the Arsenal Way. We've got some great stuff coming up, some really cool things to be talking about. Um, we're going to be analysing Smith Rowe today, fingers crossed, uh, and looking ahead to Liverpool as well. We've had some really good interviews and chats about um, you know, about some transfer targets, Tyler Adams, Dejan Kulazewski. So please do, um, please do go and check that one out. But we'll kick off with our first story. Our first story... Involves Eddie Nketiah, <clears throat> our young England striker, uh, formerly of the U England youth side, of course, and record goal scorer for the under-21s. 
He has been linked with a move away, as we know, to West Ham, but has now supposedly told the club that he has no interest in remaining at Arsenal whatsoever, wants to go in January. And for me, you know, that has to happen. We have to look to move on. Uh, apologies for not saying good morning. I know I'm out of character now. I've completely forgotten my entire uh, <laughs> my entire routine. You miss one day and that's how it goes. Apologies, guys. I've just highlighted some of the morning comments while I talk. But Eddie Nketiah, for me, is a player that we do need to look to move on. We do need to make sure that he is a player uh, that we get something for if we do move him on in January. If we are going to see him leave in the summer, then that's only going to be because we've allowed uh, Follower and Balogun to leave. And we'll talk a little bit more about him in a second. Um, but for that specifically, Eddie Nketiah is a player that we've allowed to get to too kind of low, really, on his contract. When you think about it, he should have been sold probably a year ago, more than a year ago, 18 months ago, um, because he was never going to sign this new deal with the club. And we should have been kind of wished a bit of foresight about that. We've allowed it to run down as we do so of plenty of other of our contracts. And it's really bit us on the backside. Unfortunately, we may now lose a player that was worth a fair chunk of, of cash for absolutely nothing, which is, uh, you know, uh, a player that we know we've done with Matteo Genduzzi. We've done it with other players as well. But I know that you know pretty much all about this story. So we're going to crack on to the next one. Uh, Frankie de Jong. Barcelona central midfielder, uh, obviously Dutch international, has been reportedly told that Barcelona would be willing to let him leave the club. Um, he's obviously a midfielder with immense amounts of quality. Joined them from Ajax after that brilliant run to the Champions League semi-final with the likes of Matthias De Ligt involved too. Uh, and obviously when he left Ajax, Arsenal were one of the clubs that were said to be interested. And so therefore... We've now started to see links with uh, <laughs> with De Jong crop up once again because Barcelona are open to this move. Look, if there's any way that Arsenal can get Frankie De Jong, do it, obviously. Do I think this is a deal that could be done for Arsenal? I would be very, very, very surprised and therefore we're not going to spend too much time on it. Now, some bad news following Balogun was involved in an injury uh, last night for the England under-21s. Hopefully, it's not too serious, but he did need to be substituted. This could have a knock-on effect on that January loan move that is proposed to be being talked about with Middlesbrough. Chris Wilder was a big fan of Balogun when he was the manager of Sheffield United. He has now since moved on from that and is looking uh, at Middlesbrough taking him on loan to the rest of the season. He would be a very good move for Middlesbrough, to be fair. It would suit that side, I think, and, and kind of be a good level for Balogun to get his first kind of loan at senior football. I think it'd be a really good move. Hopefully the injury is not too bad and hopefully Balogun can continue on and get that loan because he definitely, definitely needs it. We now talk about Renato Sanchez. <clears throat> Renato Sanchez is a player that has been linked with Arsenal many, many times in the past. And Latin Sport in France are claiming that once again, Arsenal <clears throat> hold an interest in the player. It's unsurprising. Arsenal have been looking at central midfielders for quite some time. Renato Sanchez is a player that we've been linked to in the past. And because of that, it makes sense to see them doing that. Um, now, AC Milan are said to be another team that are very much interested in the player. But it had come out from Alexis Bernard, I think it was. Arsenal are very interested in Renato Sanchez and have made their interest known to the player and his representatives, as well as Lille. Arsenal have not made an offer yet, unlike AC Milan. But that could change in the coming weeks. Look, I, I have a lot of um, reservations 
a lot of reservations um, about that. Clive, jumping in. I believe it was a stomach upset for Balogun, not an injury. There we go. Thank you, Clive. Setting us straight. That's why he's joining us. Thank you, Clive. So hopefully there should be no issues with the Balogun loan in January. Fantastic news. Thank you, Clive. Um, Renato Sanchez, though. Oh, <clears throat> Renato Sanchez is just not for me a player that I want to see join Arsenal. I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm not saying he's not good. What I'm saying is, is this guy cannot stay fit. Categorically, cannot stay fit whatsoever. You're lucky if you get 10 consecutive games out of him. I just don't think we can afford to risk this much when we know um, that he, you can't rely upon him. And if we're going to lose players like Partey for a significant period or like we have done with Xhaka, we need to know that the players that are coming in are going to be good enough to stay fit consistently. And for me, I'm not ready to go. And I also think there's better options out there. I think his form is hot and cold. I think he's really refound his feet at Lille. But I just don't think he's a player. I think that he got a few special cards on FIFA. And so everyone thought he was great. And that's obviously meant people have lent towards him. But in in reality, I mean, that's why we saw lots of um, links. With, do you remember Atal? Now, I gave up FIFA after the last one. I didn't buy it. This is the first FIFA I've not bought. But I remember Atal being a player at Nice that was like getting ridiculously big special cards, had like five-star weak foot and skills. And everyone was like, oh, we need to go sign Atal from Nice. If you actually watch Atal, like, he's just not a player that would suit what we were trying to kind of balance with our defence. Tommy Asu was the perfect profile. And yet he was a silver player on FIFA. No one's going to come looking for a silver player on FIFA to be a possible suggestion for Arsenal. Nuno Tavares, still a silver player on FIFA. So... Honestly, people need to just detach themselves from video games and actually look at a player before going, yeah, we should sign him, sign him, sign him, whatever. Because things like that happen. And for me, Renato Sanchez, whilst you know he's got quality about him, he's not a bad player, but his injury record is awful. And he doesn't upgrade our midfield enough for me to, co like, to commit to risking any money on him. So there you go. <clears throat> There's that story. Now, lastly, uh, we end on Dejan Kulazeski, um, who, <laughs> as we know, uh, has been linked with a move to Arsenal. And in the wake of that, has obviously seen a few opinion pieces being written about him. I don't know if you've seen these or you've heard about these opinion pieces that have been written about him. Um, but I'm certainly a guilty party, apparently, in, in doing that. Uh, I obviously addressed this uh, on, what was it? It wasn't yesterday, it was on... So Wednesday, today, Monday, I uh, talked about this and explained this. And within the, the period of time between me doing that show on Monday morning and me sitting here and talking to you guys now while I've been unable to, to speak, I mean, I couldn't even do the Arsenal Way show yesterday. I had to tell the boys that I weren't going to be able to do the shows um, because I've just needed to rest my voice. And I'm going to be back on the shows today. Um, but in that time, the amount I've seen so many people react uh, to this story. Uh, and talk about it and uh, put their views out on it. I've watched Curtis's video. I watched DG's video um, talking about these, uh, the, the Pepe and the Kulazewski story. And look, unfortunately, because of the way in which the story was picked up by the Mail and the Sun, and unfortunately, AFTV obviously also um, put out that Pepe link with the source quoted as the Daily Mail when their story came from from us specifically. Because of that, it's been twisted and that's changed the mindset of people. Now, 
I know I talked a little bit about this. I mainly talked about the the panel piece that myself and Bailey did originally talking about. And basically what the context of that was is it was a panel piece talking about how much we would personally sell Pepe for. So Bailey put across an argument of why he wouldn't sell Pepe for £25 million. And I put across a uh, a piece about why I would sell Pepe for £25 million. Um, <clears throat> and then basically off the back of that, I wrote another article uh, which was when the Kulazewski links came forward. And this was the second winger that has kind of come up amongst the media and has been suggested that Arsenal are looking at. And specifically, he's a right winger who's left-footed. Noah Lang is a player that can play on either either flank uh, and can also play in a central position for Club Brugge. And when you start seeing the fact that Bakaya Saka is starting week in, week out, and Nicolas Pepe is sitting on the bench every single week, <laughs> pretty much now, quite rightly too. I'd rather that Saka was starting over Pepe. That, to me, that's a big indication that, you know, Arsenal are looking at this point in time to, to say, close the Pepe door and, uh, and to move on to something different. He's not a, he wasn't a Mikel Arteta signing. He wasn't someone seemingly that they, uh, or rather Arteta, has wanted to put a lot of faith into. And the times that he has done, he's not seemingly done enough to convince Arteta that he is the man for the job. And so therefore, I wrote a piece about how the links to a player like Kulisevsky, uh, which I, by the way, sourced. I mean, people said that I didn't source the Kulisevsky info. There's literally a link in the article to where we're linked to Kulisevsky. But anyway, I digress. Um, And so therefore, I don't think it's that far-fetched to write an opinion about how the links to players like Kulisevsky and to Noah Lang suggests that the club are going to be moving on from Pepe because why would we be looking to sign more wingers and a wide player that can play on the right-hand side when we've already got Pepe? You've got Reese Nelson coming back from loan. You've got Aubameyang that can play there. Martinelli can even play on the right if you put him there. Smith Rowe played on the right for England. Why would we be looking to keep the guy that's sitting on our bench that's worth a bit of money when we're then being linked to bringing in a few. And then the funniest thing is, is then I've seen stories emerge suggesting that there's a swap deal going on. Now, at no point did I suggest a swap deal <laughs> between Juventus and Arsenal. At, at no point did I suggest um, whatsoever that we should be looking to swap Pepe and Kulazewski. So anyone suggesting that I've said that, is lying because they've not read the piece properly. So I've never said that, and I don't think that should ever happen. Why we? Why would we swap Pepe for Kulusevski? I think you could arguably get more money for Pepe than you can buy Kulusevski for. I don't even want Kulusevski personally. He's not a player that I don't think. I don't think takes us forwards. I don't think Kulusevski improves us. And we sat down with Cos from Get Italian Football News to talk in detail on the Arsenal way about Kulusevski, and he's just not a player for me that is good enough to to take that spot. So I hope that explains it. And if you have any questions about this um, and about watching it, and I, know I watched DG's video on the day and I re-watched it this morning because I knew I was going to be talking about it. And I do disagree um, with some of what DG said. And obviously, DG's a friend. I go on his channel. He's been on my channel. But I feel like we could be respectable enough to disagree with points made on each other. And I do disagree with saying that it's BS to say that Pepe heading closer to Arsenal's exit could be indicated by the fact that we're being linked with players playing in the exact same position of him. 
Do tell me in the chat box if you think that's far-fetched to suggest that a player that we currently have that's not getting many minutes could go in the near t- in the near future because we're therefore being linked to players who play in the exact same position of him. And it says in big, bold letters that it's an opinion. And uh, I mean, I'll read you the last bit at the end of the article just to point this out. With the links to the Swedes being Kulisevsky plus that of Club Brugge winger Noah Lang, it seems clear that Arsenal are looking to strengthen the wide areas. And this could spell the end for Pepe. Uh, at the end, it says the Arsenal ways Bailey Keogh and Tom Canton recently discussed how comfortable we would be with selling Pepe, which it therefore then links to the article where we discuss how much we'd sell Pepe for. New sentence, selling Pepe for 25 million, which is what I said, might be proposed, my proposal, but with no reported, with and I said specifically, with no reported interest circulating, it appears the club may struggle to acquire even that amount even in the article i put the words no reported interest is circulating circulating which is ridiculous um so there you go uh, <laughs> i don't know what more i can say about this to be honest but i've had people batter me left right and center for the last 24 plus hours so i wanted to just i wanted to address it it was really it was silly it was really silly and ultimately it's been picked up and used incorrectly so it's there it is what it is Let's jump into the chat. I reckon I can go for about five more minutes, then I'm going to need to rest my voice <clears throat> for another hour. Um, so if you've got any questions, do throw them into the chat box, and I will try and go through as many of them as you want. Uh, King says, Tom, do you think your title on the Pepe article can be an issue? So the title for the the, the article is Nicholas Pepe heading towards uh, heading closer sorry, to Arsenal exit after 31.5 million transfer link surface. Now, the... Uh, Underneath that, obviously, it says opinion. Now, this is all about my opinion that Nicolas Pepe is heading closer to the Arsenal exit because the 31.5 million link to Kulusevski has surfaced. That's what it is. That, 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 there's no other way I can put it when it says opinion directly. Before you even start to read the article, it says opinion. So I can't... There's no more I can do. Basically, to give you kind of a glimpse behind the curtain, when... When I go to write an article for football.london, you have two routes that you can go through. You click on the section that you want to put it in, be it Arsenal News or Arsenal Transfer News, and then you either select the news button in which you're writing a news story, in which you're writing, you know, you're writing facts at this point, you're writing things that have been sourced, or you click the opinion button in which you're going to write an opinion article. Why write opinion articles? Because it's to promote discussion. The entire reason behind my job title, being the Arsenal fan brands writer, is to create discussion amongst the Arsenal fan base. You can leave comments on these articles. You could discuss these articles. But when you start taking them out of context and using them in a manner to spread, you know, to spread the wrong message, to say that Football London is claiming or according to football.london arsenal are considering to sell it that's when you start that's when it's completely taken out of my hands and then you're looking towards the people who are misusing my article that's that's all i can say about that so there you go uh, tom gets battered everywhere he goes <laughs> that's how i feel that's how it felt over the last oh i should not have laughed that's how i felt over the last 24 hours or so <clears throat> Uh, Fung the man says, Tom, don't you think the Pepe is a good backup winger? Uh, forget his price. It's really difficult to do that, Fung. It's really difficult to forget his price because of how much we paid. It's also difficult to forget how much we could still get for him. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be loads. But say you could move him on and bring someone younger, fresher, more determined, more 
kind of natural that fits Arteta's system. Someone that's going to be more influential in the game and push Saka more than Pepe is pushing him. I think for me, that makes more sense in my view. So there you go. Um, let's go to Ashton. I think Arteta is realizing that Pepe provides no competition for Saka, which is why he might be looking at other players. Um, I mean, he may, I think that he just doesn't like him. <laughs> it's as simple as I just don't think he's that keen on Pepe, to be fair. I think he will be looking to kind of construct. I mean, you look at this season, we signed six players in, in the summer, and all of them are looking like they will be future starters. Even Nuno Tavares could end up playing over Kieran Tierney in the long term. Who knows? That seems crazy to consider that we could have someone to replace Tavares, but sorry, replace Tierney. But that's, that's the, the squad that he seemingly wants to build. In the summer, we're going to look like we're going to add a striker. We look like we're going to add a central midfielder. We look like we're going to add a winger. So it looks like he's building his own sides with the youth that have come through, like Saka and Smith Rowe, um, and obviously the other young'uns that are going to be coming through as well. So that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, Temi says, there's no way back from this, Tom. You're the new AFC bell. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, Paul says, misinformation not helped by some podcasts regurgitating misinformation. Hey, look, I have sympathy for anyone that wants to kind of react to an article. But what I what I criticize is if someone, you know, <clears throat> say, for instance, I have sympathy for DG because he found the article while he was live on stream. He wasn't going to read the entire article live on stream while he was live. So to expect him to be able to, you know, come up with an opinion based on the article is impossible because he wasn't going to be able to read it all on stream because he's live. You're not going to sit there and read an entire... I mean, I do that for the press conferences, but you're not going to sit... So, I, you know, I messaged DG last night saying, look, I respect your opinion on it and like, I think you are balanced. Uh, I do disagree with some of the things he said, but it's all love. Like, I'm not... <laughs> it's the people who are entitled to their opinion if they're, you know, respectful about it, which not everyone, unfortunately, was. Um DG was, to be fair to him. Um, Vinny says, you have to relax, buddy. You're going to have control over other people's shoddy story writing. That is the nature of today's media. Uh, they try and make a story out of everything and make it sound legit. I know, I know I can't control it. And I think that for me, it was a big, big learning curve. Oh, here we go. The voice is going. <clears throat> it was a big, big learning curve for me because, and, and thank you to everyone that sent me the, the mess. Honestly, the amount of people that sent me messages yesterday was insane. So thank you so much, everyone that sent some really kind words and wished me better. Uh, apologies that there was no show yesterday. Um, but I know I can't control it. It's something that I'm going to have to get used to. It's something that's going to be part and parcel of this job. Um, I can only continue to do as I do. Uh, and I'm not going to stop publishing my opinion. The amount of times when I sat on shows years ago, when I was still teaching uh, and stuff like that, which is apparently a form of amusement for some, um, but like when I was teaching and doing like writing on the side and working my ass off to one day break into my own chance, people was like comment on video saying you should you know you should put forward your own stories, put forward your own ideas. I've done that, and obviously this has happened off the back of that. So it is what it is. I can't control it, as you say, Vinny. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> let's go. Uh, Stephen says, are we trying to link players that we think will be ideal? Um, but Arsenal have better players in mind. Stephen, at the end of the day, um, unless you've got a real direct line, uh, unless you've got like contacts in certain places, and you know, some people do, some people have some really good contacts. Honestly, when you get into kind of this industry, it's amazing how many contacts you build up 
quickly. It's 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 really really. I mean, from doing the show. I mean, prior to even starting working at FL and starting working at One Eye before even leaving teaching, it's amazing just by talking about football, doing shows on football, how quickly you start reaching out to people and how many contacts you build up. But still, knowing exactly what the club are doing, unless you're in the boardroom with Edu, unless you're in there with Arteta and speaking to them directly about their plans, it's near impossible. And so therefore, one of the main routes to go for information and to try and report on things is to go through agents, it's to go through uh, representatives and, um, and stuff like that. And, you know, trust the information that you get from them, which, you know, it is, it is what it is. But unless you're in the boardroom, unless you know you're speaking to Edu and you hear it from the man himself, knowing exactly what's going to happen is very difficult. Um, and so we just do our best to report the information that we get from our trusted places, basically. Um, Jonathan says, thoughts on Carlos Soler from Valencia. Personally, I prefer his left-footed compatriots but I think Soler is quality and a realistic in January. Carlos Soler is a player that stock has fallen at Valencia, but I've not watched a lot of him in the last year or so, so I'm not going to comment on that. We did do a show on him in the past. Uh, we spoke to John Driscoll, who does La Liga Weekly, and he talked a lot about the player and said that, obviously, he likes him a lot. He's shown a lot of promise, but I think probably the moment's gone to sign Soler at this kind of level. I think he needs another move first from Valencia before he does anything else. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Colin, more batter than a chip shot. <laughs> um, I think a, Pepe is adaptable to a different role, TKL. Me too, but I don't think that role is going to be at Arsenal. So there you go. Food for the Souls says, Tom, is there a non-subscription website us fans can use to check stats of players and games? Thanks for the content. Uh, yes, uh, you can try out who scored. You can try out um, Opta. I don't know how much, I don't know if that is anymore. I use Scout, which you have to pay for because it's a really, really good website and it's worth the investment. But um, yeah, I don't I don't really use too many non. Obviously, Transfermarkt um, and I don't, I don't think Transfermarkt do specific game stats of players. Who scored should, but I wouldn't be able to. I, they might take you a, a few hours after the game or a day after the game before they come out. But you should be able to find some that will give you some, you know, standard level statistics. So there you go. <clears throat> uh, Zach says, really glad you and DG, DG are peers in the YouTube world. Appreciate both your insights. Exactly. I think it's important that, and that's why I like going on DG's show, is because while we may not agree on everything, um, we can put forward our arguments in you know, a level-headed way without going crazy uh, and without being hyperbolic. And so that's why you got to respect it. Um, IGK says, hi, Tom. I understand top six is a good season in terms of progress. I would agree that Arteta has improved the team since he joined. However, is going from top eight to top six enough progress? It's progress. Look, progress, it's not top eight to top seven, which would be Europa Conference League. Top six is that next step forward. Yes, I think it's progression getting back there. Because if you think about it, mate, we've been regressing. We've been regressing and regressing and regressing ever since what? We won the league in 2004. We've been going backwards. And some years we finished like second or third or whatever. But I mean, in regards to what that gets you, it doesn't change anything. We fell out of Europe entirely. We've gone the full, the full distance from league winner, Champions League finalist to out of Europe entirely. And so we're now in a situation where we've hit kind of as close to rock bottom as we can as a club. So when you go from this 
So the following season, getting back into the top six from finishing back-to-back eighth place position. Yes, that's progress. You're moving in the right direction. It's not as much progress as we would all love to see. And if we were to get top four, that would be a major jump for the club, a major jump back to the direction that we want to go in. It would be an unbelievable achievement for this Arsenal side, in my view, to get top four this year. And if we can do it, it would be brilliant. But yes, I think top six was my expectation at the start of the season. That was the measure of progress that we needed to make from the last two campaigns. So yeah, top six for me, that's what I would be looking at. Um, <clears throat> Yassir says, Tom, this might be a bit off topic, but do you have any idea how to get into football coaching? Uh, couching? Football couching? Um, I mean, is that where you like, you know, sit down, <laughs> watch football? Because if you need help doing that, I mean, <laughs> but football coaching, uh, no, I'm sorry. I have no uh, expertise. I do know a few people that do. Go speak to Drew uh, if you're based in America. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Logic Lehrer. He's done coaching. Uh, so ask him. He might be able to give you some advice. In England, who do I know that's done coaching in England? Um, no one that would be accessible, unfortunately. If I think of someone, though, you see I'll let you know if you send me a DM on Twitter and I'll try and think of someone for you. Um, is that it? I think that pretty much is where we're going to finish things off. I've said I've gone for longer than I was going to. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for tuning in. Apologies you've had to do with my awful voice and most of this show. Um, but yeah, I need to rest it now for an hour and uh, and get back on the Arsenal way uh, this morning. Do join us at 9.30am. Links in the description for the channel if you want to do so. Uh, but other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as it always is. Uh, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the next one, where fingers crossed my voice will be a bit better. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.